Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, craft beer drinkers, uh, seltzer drinkers, everything drinkers, um, welcome to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. Again, you probably know that you're probably already subscribed to the show, but if you're not, go ahead and do that right now, however you do that in whatever app you use, um, because every week we journey through this world, which is sometimes confusing, sometimes exciting, sometimes terrifying, but we call it craft beer. Um, I've been waiting to do this one for, I don't know, Josh, when do we start talking about booking this show? I think, I think it was, uh, probably two or three weeks before the shutdown. I think it was probably even further back Maybe than even that. I don't know. It's, it's been, been a long, long time. time. <laughs> <laughs> we are, uh, you heard the, uh, beautiful voice of Raging Hop, Josh, whatever your name is now. It me. <laughs> um, but we are not at March 1st. We're at Fig Leaf because since the last time we were at Fig Leaf, which I didn't pull up my notes to see when that was, but it was, um, a long time ago. So I, I'm going to say it was probably close to two years ago at this point. Right? You're slacking. No. No, no it was it last was, year before anniversary. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't pull up my notes. I trust yeah. you. you. It's been try, a while. You, you it's been far me. too long, but a lot has happened. It's been, almost, it's been almost a year to the day. Let's go with that. Okay, I'll take it. All right. Um, a lot has happened since then. Yeah. <laughs> and then we are going to talk about all of it. But, Three years of stuff. Um, first, we need to uh, we need to drink From something. The beer because, um, it's my first beer of the day, and that one always tastes the best. So, um, what are we talking about, Josh? Tell me what we should talk about first. Oh, I, well, I don't know. Your your setup beer is Isotrope, but you've probably talked about that one before. So uh, I assume we've probably had it on the show. But, you know. So let's not um, talk about that. All right, we won't talk about that. Let's start. Um, let's start with the more. Let's start with Star Crusher. That was that, this one. This one here. Yep. Yep. All right. Tell me about Star Crusher. Andy's, Andy's probably actually you, you know I don't think we introduced everyone that's here. That's, oh, we good point. Do that look really at you. Quick. Look at yeah, you yeah, being yeah. a good podcaster. Let's <laughs> run around the I table. Just, well, I said and Andy. I'm, I'm assuming Andy. Like I'm assuming people know who's about to talk, but well, we in, should know who's in your be show here. notes. Like if you, I don't know what app everybody uses because I think everybody uses different apps. But if you click or swipe or something, tap. Um, there's a list of everybody that's on the show. There's a nice little rundown of everybody that's here, everything that we're going to drink or that we did drink, and links to all kinds of fun shit like websites and social media yeah, and stuff. So, cool. so but wow. let's do it anyway. Let's right. run around so everybody let's introduce go, yourself we'll go, so we'll people can way. hear your voice. And Yogar, head brewer of Big Leaf Brewing Company. Brian Eborski, I'm a head of business development, and that's about but it. <laughs> everything else, I guess. <laughs> I'm Brian Fisher. I'm the head brewer from March 1st. And head distiller, I guess, too. Yeah. But Alex is here, too. I don't know if he's going to talk a lot, but here's Alex. Alex Weedoff, assistant brewer at Big Leaf, I guess, and March 1st. He, he does. does it all. Oh, he does all the things. I almost knocked a beer over. And this is Josh Engel, also known as Raging Hop, marketing manager for Fig Leaf and March 1st Brewing. Marketing is short and air. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so tell me about this beer. This um, beer, uh, Star Crusher, clocks in at about 8% alcohol, uh, made with Mosaic and Galena. Uh, most of the hop additions are in the Whirlpool or very late additions, uh, dry hop. So you're going to get a lot of actually watermelon character. That's what I get off the nose of it, uh, which is kind of interesting coming from the Galena. Uh, of course, a lot of people have already had Mosaic and know the characteristics of that. Uh, 
little bit malty, uh, great mouthfeel to it. Has a lot of barley as far as uh, flake barley in it. Um, so yeah, super juicy and kind of tropical, fruity, summery. Um, this is. Well, I don't know. I see. I always try to figure out what exactly I want out of an IPA because it's such a big kind of broad yep. category. And sometimes I'll drink something like, that's it. That's exactly what I want IPA to be. And then other times I'll have something that's a little more, um, a little West Coasty and kind of got that bitter kind of bite to it. I'm like, oh, no, this is what I want out of an IPA. So this one's more uh, closer to a hazy IPA with most of uh, the hops going in the late edition and into the, the fermenter. Um, very little uh, bittering hops in this one. So it's definitely not a West Coast IPA. Yeah, it's, it's one of those beers that if you're sitting with somebody and they tell you they don't like IPA, yes. you can probably convince them it's not an IPA and get them to drink it and fall in love with it. <laughs> yeah. like, Guess what? <laughs> but, but here's, here's a trick question without looking at the can. What's the ABV on this, Andrew? Oh, I'm going to... S- see, I, it's kind of cheating. I'm curious what you think it is. Th- well, Andy Isn't said it, it earlier, so I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just playing along or not. No, but. I actually didn't okay. care. Okay. Okay. Is, it, is it around 7? 8.1. Yikes. It'll sneak up on us with my 7. This is my vacation You better be drinking by your pool with no one else's pool. This is a six-pack in the mountains. Yeah. And I don't want to talk to anybody. This yeah. is a six-pack in my upper bedroom playing video games. For yeah. the rest of the <laughs> this is one of my favorite go-to beers for it's sure. Awesome. It's awesome. It is really good. It's, um, like I said, one of those beers that I guess um, my wife, who is not an IPA drinker, would probably enjoy something like this. And, Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, it's delicious. Really well done, guys. Uh, I love the cans. I love the bright, bold purple color. I love... I, we should get into that. We So, new artwork since the last time um, I was here. Um, well, I mean, let's back it up a little bit more. So, why is March 1st here? Oh. <laughs> well, yo, that's right. I mean, we, we haven't really talked haven't talked to either one of you on, guys since then. Yeah, we really haven't talked on the Brewcast about, like, what's happened since the last time you talked to at least March 1st and Fig Leaf. So um, back in October, March 1st and Fig Leaf kind of merged together and we're kind of like one big happy family right now. Yeah. It's a it's a really unique kind of uh, family too. Like it's, it's you hear lots of times where like recent with Braxton and Three Points where they come in and they, they, they buy a space or they buy a brewery or whatever it may be and kind of just absorb that and it becomes part of this other thing and that's not really what happened right. with this and mm-hmm. um, it's got to be a little difficult number one to, to, to juggle that and to balance that and to make it make sense um, both for you guys and for um, you know the consumers who you know are, are used to certain uh, certain beers and certain products and when they walk in and see a March 1st tap or a fig leaf tap you know trying to make that make sense to them but so um, there, there are two approaches in the market when you talk about people coming together right right you either have somebody who's going to be a branded house and no matter what happens it's their brand monolithic and you really just swoop it in and take in the pieces right right but then there's this concept of a house of brands kind of like png right you don't know how many brands actually are owned by png sure and honestly who cares matter of fact i might like one toothpaste over the other still owned by PNG. Right. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But what matters is that it's the same people behind the scenes, the same people that cares about what we're doing, the same people that cares about the customer, cares about the quality of the beer. And 
it's not like you know we're not we're not taking one beer and wrapping it. It's not a sheep in a wolf skin. They're exactly. discreet. They're discreet beers. Yep, exactly. But each brand has value with a customer, and each brand has a meaning. And every one of us at this table have come together, and we stand behind all the brands. Yep. As a matter of fact, it was actually easy to do because even March first has a whole liquor side. So that's another whole branded house right there. Right. Sycamore, Voltage. It's like nine, 932 brands. Is that right, Josh? Yeah, How many? We <laughs> have a lot. No, it's, 32 and a half. It's only, like, it's only like eight brands, but we have 932 social media accounts. That's, that's what it is. But, but, but to finish finish my thought, it's we, we are used to and have gotten used to very quickly the ability to go to market with a different brand, a different theme, and appreciate everyone for what it is. And they all have value to the customer or consumer involved. And they have different value in different markets. And that's worked out really well. And, and part of the one plus one equals three here is that, you know, hey, if I'll make this up. This is completely an example. But if Columbus wants more highly drinkable beer and Cincinnati wants more craft, we have an option. We have a branded option. Right. And if... Um, you know, March 1st wins in one area and Fig Leaf wins in another. It's all the same team. 100%. We yep. don't care. Exactly. We just know that we have a brand strategy for the market and we're going to line that brand to the right market and it's the same team. And how we're having do, fun doing it. How does that How does that decision on uh, deciding what products are being made and where they're being made, how does that happen? Like with, with, with the spirit side of things, it's easy to figure out what umbrella things fit into. If it's, if it's rum, you obviously know where it's going to go. If it's a a schnapps, which you guys will have to talk about that at some point on some kind of show because you guys are doing some fun stuff, but (laughs) not a lot of people know about that yet. Um, it's easy to see where that goes. Um, but the, with, with the beer side of stuff, it, it, there isn't that distinct, oh, this is definitely a fig leaf beer, or this is definitely a March 1st beer, because there is a little bit of an overlap there with um, what people expect. So with, with, with any brand family, there's going to be a little bit of overlap, right? Like, we have two IPAs, Isotrope and High Point, for example, very similar tasting. They are different beers. They are brewed separately. We're not brewing one beer right. and branding them They're twice. Totally, it's two different grain bills, totally two, two different recipes. hot bills, everything. Both delicious. Both, both delicious. Both delicious. Yes. We follow the champion challenger model. I'm a big fan of this model. Put five contenders up on the stage, see who wins. Someone's going to lose. Bring in five more, see who wins. Somebody's going to lose, right? And king of the hill, basically. Right. So... If the High Point IPA, March 1st branded, is just killing it, killing it in Dayton, killing it in Columbus, killing it in Cincinnati, killing it in Kentucky, and Isotrope is not, okay then. We're not going to invest in cans and a distribution push. We're not going to invest in marketing material, Facebook posts. Don't care. Yep. But if for some reason the grain bill behind Isotrope is sought after, great. We'll double down on that and not high point, right? Right. What we're finding, though, is it's not one is winning over the other, holistically. It's the market. And we don't know why yet. We don't know why. It's been too soon, right? It's only been since September, October. Way too soon. We we have no... We have data. We don't have any conclusions, but I I don't know. Dayton, maybe it's because of Fig Leaf Historic. 
Dayton loves ice stroke. The, the, the brand itself kind of maybe works here versus yeah. over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Butler Warren County, love High Point. Yep. Columbus, mix of both. We don't have explanations yet, but the good news is the, the power of the one plus one equals three is now it doesn't matter to us. Right. If Isotrope starts sucking wind in Dayton, okay, that's fine. We got something else. You know, we've got we got a house of brands, not a branded house. And so we have flexibility. We have flexibility to try and play and have fun and see what sticks. You talk about the, the house of brands versus a branded house, but you, you also do kind of have that a little bit too as far as a, as far as the space goes. If I if I like drinking March first beer, but maybe I don't like the March first taproom, which I don't I don't think anybody says that, but um, you've got this other space now where you can go and you can have this atmosphere versus that one. And once Milford comes online, it's going to be a whole other kind of atmosphere and a different place for you to, um, to drink and to experience kind of what this whole kind of umbrella is. But it, 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 they are very different kind of personalities to yeah. each spot that so is available. I'll say one more thing, and then, then I've talked too much being around a table full of people. You can't stop now. Um, <laughs> so... Gives me more time to drink. That's right. Um, um, I'm, I'm still a huge believer and a big fan of the concept of hyperlocal. I believe it exists. I believe the concept of where you live and what you're doing with your friends and the neighborhood you live in dictates your experiences. And you define your experiences by where you go have fun, where you drink, all that stuff, right? So the Fig Leaf House being branded Fig Leaf and what it has stood for historically and what it will continue to stand for will continue to draw those people that are attracted to that experience and those products and the people involved, right? Same thing with March 1st. There's an experience there. There's a brand. There's a motto. There's a location. There's a, it's a backyard bar for thousands of people. You can't just scoop up people and assets and hope to be a Budweiser. It's not going to work. You have to combine the power of your resources and the synergy of your assets, but do everything you can to maintain the hyper-local brand because that matters. Well, you, you brought up the big monolith of AB, and I think that they have started to kind of understand that in recent years too. Um, and I think that's part of the reason that they have kind of started to started, they snatched up some other kind of local kind of hotbeds of craft beer because they do recognize that that's a thing and that's a, um, it's a part of the reason why people are going out to grab a beer is not just because of that beer. It's because of the place they can drink it and the people they can drink it with and the experience they can have around that. And I think it's important for people to, uh, even the, the, the smaller guys like you guys or anybody else who's trying to figure out what it means to expand in 2020. Two, um, two privately open, privately owned, sorry, two privately owned passionate companies coming together to tackle the market in a bigger, more unique, creative way does not make it a commercial play. Well, at the right? same time, at least from the production side, I can speak that, not to sound tacky, because I mean, I'm pretty genuine about it. Like we've only built a better relationship to where we're learning from each other. Right. And it's Absolutely. Not, yep. We're not mm-hmm. stepping on each other's toes. We're nope. not telling each other what's right and what's wrong. We're like nope. explaining things to each other and, and having realizations and learning from each other. 
I mean, it's only been better for Andy and myself, at least for myself. I'm sure I can speak for Andy when I say that too. But. No, I totally agree. Because even on uh, recipes or new recipe formulations or something like that, we definitely kind of bounce it off of each other. And then if uh, he's done something new technique-wise or knows something different and I haven't heard of it before, or he knows a technical paper because he's also in school right now as well, um, if he's seen something that's new in the industry and this has been proven scientifically, it's like, we don't do it that way. But hey, you know what? If it's been this way, Right. Tried and true. Let, shoot, let's do it then. You know. What are some of the difficulties that came up with trying to bring all of this under one umbrella? What was what, what were the hard parts about that? Because there had to be some kind of you guys. You guys were operating kind of in your own little island or your bubble right. here for for a while. Yep. <laughs> Probably the brew schedule. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. It, Probably it became sticky for a little bit. I think we approached it the right way though. I think yep. we had the conversations appropriate where it's like, hey you've been here for so long. I'm not going to come in here and tell you what's right and what's wrong. Like we're going to have a scientific conversation. We're both big science guys when it comes to brewing. I know you spoke in the past, like there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, let's figure it out. We'll figure it out. And there's a lot of people that are scientifically behind it. And we're both, we both, our brains work that way. So we bounce it off. We talk about it. We research ourselves and we, we come to a conclusion easily. Right. Alcohol permitting and licensing. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, that was fun. I Luckily, won't. that has nothing to do with my job, and I, I'm happy no. every day. If anyone listening to this podcast is looking <laughs> to merge with another brewery or buy them or whatever it is, um, happily, we have a team here that will charge you $20,000 a month to help you <laughs> <laughs> with the liquor license transfer process. Well, I, I think that when... Um, I can only imagine. When, when Happy Two was opening their brewery over in Mio's, I think they run into lots, ran into a lot of issues, kind of with the fact that it was already a license holder that they were kind of moving into. I can only imagine the nightmare that Braxton is going to go through with this three points location and trying to trying to understand oh, yeah. how to do that. It doesn't right, it's got to be separate, right? It, I, yeah. as far, the yeah. only thing I can figure out is it has to be separate, unless you want to sell your beer to a distributor and buy it back from the distributor. You can yeah, do it yeah. that way, which would be stupid. But, hey, hey right. look, if they want help, they have our number. We, we charge by the March 1st Fig Leaf Consulting. That's right. There you go. I'll start a new business development arm for real. <laughs> yeah, and, I would and leave the, that on, at you. <laughs> on the other side of thing, like on the other side of production, right? So the, the interesting thing about kind of merging the spaces as far as like the tap room, like the one thing I'll say that's been really interesting is uh, in the beginning, I feel like we were so worried about, is it okay to put Fig Leaf down on March 1st? Is it okay to put March yeah. 1st up here at Fig Leaf, right? right. Yeah. Uh, we were so afraid, like, was there going to be a backlash? And it's kind of interesting because I, I feel like in the beginning we were kind of like, all right, two taps at each place maybe, right? And then like slowly, you know, now we have like five or six taps on each, you know, each location, right? You can go down to March 1st and you can get Isotrope or... Uh, we even have like the Blackberry Breeze on tap or whatever. And if you come up here, you can get like craft lager or like orange cream. And I think that both tap room uh, loyalists like openly kind of welcome like, hey, like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I'm here for Fig Leaf or I'm here for March 1st. But like, I'm also like totally down for the other one. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's the reason that places like BC's or mm-hmm. you know, Higher Gravity or whoever it may be, um, why people love going to places like that because you can right. walk in and it's all of your favorite yeah. beers in one variety. spot. You're not yep. you're not sitting at the 
the bar and thinking, oh, this is this is a really good beer. I, I wish I could try it next to this, or I wish I could have this next style that you know this 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 place doesn't right. make or whatever. You know, like it's it just brings in more kind of opportunity to uh, right and, and as, variety. Yeah, and as, and as we possibly add more brands to the family, you never know what can happen. Well, we also yeah. had the luxury of, in the taproom wise, at least rounding out each other's portfolios as well. Oh, like, that was huge. Yeah. Yeah. True. Banger, we needed a good porter. We have the Baltic porter that's seasonal, but I mean, a, a porter and a Baltic porter are separate, obviously. <clears throat> Star Crusher fit its place perfectly. 100%. Breeze. I mean, it just, it, it made sense and it was, it was strategic, but almost unstrategic because it just fit. Right. And then, of course, we got up here more ciders and seltzers on as, as well, plus liquor, you know, so it kind of well it rounded out up here. Liquor's <laughs> been awesome up here at Fig Leaf. Yeah. It has. To They've bring been, it in here. Yep. We, we've always, you know, Andy and I, one of the top questions we always got at Fig Leaf, um, at least in this market, was the concept of breweries was not as, you know, I'm, I'm rewinding. People walked four in or five years, expected right? a bar. They expect a bar. And, um, with getting together with March 1st, it allows us to be a bar of ourselves. It allows us to have every possible option you want under the sun that we, that Andy and I couldn't pull off alone. So it's been great. I mean, we have a lot of regulars who've been here since the beginning. And if it's the one number one thing I hear from them, they don't care about the renovations we made. They don't care about who's doing what. They see the growth of the brand. They see that we kept the brand. They see we kept the theme of the brand. They love that they have options. And that, I mean, the, the ability to go someplace and have anywhere from a craft lager all the way up to a sycamore bourbon and, and mixed cocktails in between. I mean, heck, I could support local and have basically the equivalent of a full fully stocked bar. That's incredible. It is neat. I, I struggle with it. I always... My my sticking point is always with with seltzer for some reason. I don't ever feel weird about walking into a uh, a, a local brewery and they have craft spirits or cider or anything like that. But as soon as I get to the seltzer, for some reason, it feels weird to me. And I you know I know you guys make lots of seltzer, so I'm, <laughs> it's not a dig <laughs> at that. But it there was you know when you put it into the context with the other stuff, when you put it into the context with wine or with cider or um, spirits, it almost makes more sense to me for some really weird, and I know it's something that's wrong with my head and accepting seltzer into this world, but um, I don't know, like it, to, to have that, that product for people when they walk in, that they, they already know what they want to drink they could have gone down the street to, you know, whatever Bob's bar and got their non-local version of it to be able to have that space for them to come in and be part of this and still be drinking something that's local, I think is important. But uh, we, we talked on the last podcast when we were, you know, pre-March 1st, the, the world has become saturated. We, we would be lying if we didn't say that, right? And people want locality because it's convenient. Right. But they also want options. So our tenant has always been quality. Period. And I've seen us, and especially since we got together with March 1st, even more so, us having a very, very strong raised bar around what passes the quality bar. So for us, it, at least to me, this is me speaking personally, I can speak for those around the table, but we want to have options, but it's not options because we're going to spray and pray. 
Right. We're going to have options that pass the bar. And when people come in here, they have options, but it's going to still be at the craft quality level, period. Period. We are going to have seltzers. We're going to have liquors. We're going to have gin. We're going to have vodka. We're going to have bourbon. We're going to have cider. But it's all going to pass muster. Every one of them. And you know what? We have options. And it's right. not options for the sake of mass production. It is still very, very much so options for the sake of craft quality. And together, we've done that really well. Absolutely. This team has done that really well. Mm-hmm. And I guess for the uh, the seltzer haters out there in the world, if you've got a person that's sitting there drinking a seltzer, if they're doing it in a place like this, there is a whole host of opportunities then to start that conversation around, oh, you, you, you like that? Oh, well, you tried this, you know, orange cream that, yeah, you know, this is absolutely. a beer, but you're going to like this and get them to kind of start to, to branch out and to try other things. Um, I, I, so going off the seltzer conversation, I used to be that person who like hated seltzers. No, I do. No. I mean, you know me, I'm a huge beer person, right? So <laughs> I couldn't do it, but the kind of like going off, like what you've been saying is it's interesting when you're, you're in a situation where you get to try a lot of things. So me, obviously I work here, so I have access to trying all of the seltzers that we make. Whereas I wouldn't have went out and explored those seltzers. And I'm not going to lie. I've been drinking a lot of seltzers lately, whether it's our seltzers or other people's seltzers, it doesn't matter. Like, I know I don't want to jump into much of like a rabbit hole, but I mean, we we kind of do like, (laughs) we, we, we branch on the creative side of seltzers, right? Like we're not putting out, the, the, the trademark flavors in right. a sense like bomb pop you don't need another well. lime seltzer in this world no exactly i mean they're they fit and don't get me wrong and but we we enjoy messing around and getting weird like bomb pop i know we released the the graphic for the red cream soda seltzer right. people yeah. are freaking out about that yeah like we, yeah we're, tell me about it we're thinking Sorry. about kind of like the fun well, I mean, yeah, I, Cole, like, I like that about the spirit side of what you're doing too. Sure. I mean, yes, you've you've got a gin finally, and you've got the vodka, and the, the, you've got those staples. But now you also have this opportunity to kind of focus into some of the other fun stuff. That and, and we are, I mean, start watching for we're us. really in, cool in, stuff coming. Investing into some of like the flavored schnapps and whatnot, and some cask additions of the bourbons that are going to be more playful and different and stuff that you've seen in the market maybe, but that are completely done in a way more craft way in a sense. Right. Yeah. We're, it, oh, go ahead. Well, Sorry. like I was going to say an example, like our, our fire brigade cinnamon whiskey, it's not in any way, shape, form fireball. There's nothing wrong with drinking fireball, but it's more of the, the craft. We use hundred percent real cinnamon, hundred percent real sugar. It's more drinkable. It's, it's not kind of like the syrupy, like, like, I don't I hate the term tacky, but like the, the fireball's uh, a little tacky. Well, like it's like, there's, there's like something synonymous with tacky that I'm trying to like say. Like it's not, candy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's not like the, the like, let's take a hundred shots and wake up feeling horrible the next day. It's like, let me pour this over ice after work and enjoy myself kind of thing. I you can, don't know me. I can, I cannot even explain to me how well the uh, the peppermint schnapps fit into my life this That's last winter. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It stayed in a flask all winter <laughs> yes. long. And every yes. time we would go to anything, I had it with me. <laughs> so the, 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 it was amazing. The, the bartenders here have a little, little secret shot, which is peppermint schnapps with a ponderous porter. And they call mm. it peppermint patty. 
Yeah, and, and it's incredible. And they do a similar thing. It's funny because they do a similar thing down at March first yeah. with chocolate, the uh, Swiss yeah. chocolate. It's a sleigh bomb. Yep, yep. <laughs> and that you know that that synergy is amazing. I, I I love going into a retail account and they're like, oh great, I mean, this is all awesome. You, you mean I could I could take voltage vodka and put a shot of it in the Saturn peach seltzer. Do it like a little mix. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, all, all you mean, I could take Ponderous Porter and I could put a shot of snot. Absolutely. So you start having conversations with these these retailers about our portfolio not only stands alone, but we, we, we come cocked and loaded with like... Ideas. Ideas. <laughs> mix and match, man. And it's intentional, but oh. at least from the production side, it's, it's fun for Andy and I because it's <laughs> intentional on the sales side, right? But like it gives us the leverage to be like... We can I, get down on that. I want to do this. We can play around with that. Like, oh, let right. me give you an example of one of those things. Like, not that I'm about to. Like, like we can come to the table with a couple examples of those that we could really get excited about, and it's, right. it's taken well. It starts. It starts you thinking about things differently too, even from the brewing side of products that you could make that because of this other thing we have, let's use that flavor here and that, that idea behind exactly. it over Absolutely. here. And it, it just kind of shifts the, 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 the mindset. The, the one buried innovation is regulation, right? So many people out there have sat around and said, oh, let's make a X. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, we don't have a license to do that. Oh, well, let's make a Y. Right. Oh, that's regulated by X, Y, Z. Not us, man. We, we can take any liquor, cider, can, seltzer yeah. you want. We can... We can Molotov cocktail, <laughs> and the the cool That's the really cool name. thing honestly, Molotov cocktail trademark yeah well jeez get on it guys we get on it, trademark no but the uh, the cool thing is that um, and this has been brought up multiple times like in meetings um, that we've had is um, well, yeah it's the air compressor it's air compressor <laughs> oh um, no, this is me so <laughs> sorry guys you know when you when you look at a lot of um, you know, distilleries, right? They do the same thing over and over again because, you know, it works, right? You know, hey, we make a bourbon, we make a gin, we make a vodka. And like, they kind of, they kind of stop there, right? right? Um, but the really interesting thing that I've seen since I started working here a few years ago was we approach the distilled spirits exactly like a brewery would approach uh, the R&D on beer, right? Like, why just point. have a bourbon? Great point. Well, let's put a bourbon in a barrel that we aged coffee in, right? Or let's put a bourbon back into a barrel that we aged Imperial Stout in, or let's make a peppermint schnapps, or let's make a secret other schnapps that we're working on that Andrew knows what it is. <laughs> no, <laughs> we can talk sure. on the camera. Oh, sorry, no, sure. sorry, sorry, no, we're, no. <laughs> He already knows. I know that. And it's not because I told him. It's because he looked at the DTB website. He does it all the time. I know. I, know. I never check. No, I never he, check the spirits labels. Intellectual property. I just never pay attention to it. No, I randomly did it like one day looking for something. I just get a text one day. I, literally, I was like, oh, shit. I literally got a text one day and he goes, yo, so what's up with this? And I was like, what? How did you hear about that? I'll He's say like, one thing before we... Deflect the, the the topic. I'm not gonna talk it about slaps, it. Dude. It's slaps, dude. <laughs> it's so good. It's very good. I'm so excited. <laughs> you will hear about it uh, eventually, and I will definitely shout about it very loudly when uh, when I can talk about it. Yeah, um, you're gonna just to don't tell people track. how to look it up on the TTB. Just yeah, sure. It's 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 complicated to do that. I don't. There's nobody that wants to spend the time to do it anyways. And I'll I'll touch on one more thing about the spirit side before we get back into maybe tasting another fig leaf yeah, product. Um, is that we're still obviously getting into the swing of things, but with the leverage of having the distillery on 
uh, as part of our brand that our barrel program is only going to be more and more growing and more and more impressive. I mean, there's a, there's more than enough fig leaf beers that I can talk about that I would love to see as a barrel age product. Oh, a hundred percent. I, I would love to see that focus get even heavier here at fig leaf with the, uh, the, the barrel side of things and see a lot more barrel age products. I don't think I've had something out of a barrel here that I didn't fall in love with. I think every single barrel age product the, that I've tried here has been just phenomenal and it makes me excited for what, where that could go. And, you, and, and you've been waiting since 2018. <laughs> yes. that, was that really the last yeah. barrel? Yep. Yeah. Our two, year, our two year black solstice was our last barrel age program. And I'll say that as a fan completely separate from the brand that Black Solstice Barrel Age is one of oh, my, my favorite God. local barrel age stouts of all time. I it is drank ridiculous. one of the, you had it on tap at, uh, at BC's, I think, for their anniversary. And that was that yep. was the last time I had that beer and it was so still good. phenomenal. The, the great thing is we have the capabilities to do these things. Part of part of what we're, we're really still, still coming together on is the excitement around the brands has been so great that these guys have been busting their ass just keeping up. So <laughs> that's, true. that's true. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, painfully true. We will have time for innovation. We will have time to bring a, a, a barrel age program back. We will do great things. But in the meantime, since September of last year, we are still catching up with the outpouring of demand. For sure. And every week. I am out of stuff. <laughs> everybody, everybody likes to say it's a good problem to have. But. Yeah. <laughs> and I am saying that in this new world that we live in. And there are a lot of people struggling out there. Sure. And I feel for them. I do. Because I know what it's like. But we've been fortunate and we've been blessed enough that we are struggling to keep up with demand. And so for anyone listening to this podcast who loves either brand, I don't care who it is. We are catching up, and we are going to get to a point where there's going to be some great things that come out of this wheelhouse. Are you telling us to slow down with our drinking? Because it has gotten a little out of hand. No. <laughs> no. I'm on the biz dev side. If anything, have another Keep beer. Going. <laughs> just just be patient. Don't slow down. Just be patient when, when, when we're still... Figuring out the velocity, well, the demand. It's crazy. It's crazy right now. And we've, play, we've played, like we talked about earlier, with a bunch of different products and different flavors that we've transitioned into. And it's like, from a, from a business standpoint, you can't expect someone to just go full blown if they're not sure how right. the market's going to take a product. Right. right so right. like, let's talk about, let's talk about this little guy. Like this is a perfect oh, example. Right. Yeah. I'll let, I'll this let, is transition time. Exactly. With, <laughs> with the new Blackberry breeze, the new interpretation of the fizz, we, we canned our first run of it and it just ripped out of here that we wanted to make sure the market was going to take this new interpretation right and well that we, we were, I mean, we, we wanted the, the, the possibility of feedback to where if we needed to change it, we could. And we've only got positive feedback, luckily. And we're only growing on that, luckily. So it's, it's, been, it's been fun. I think we've talked, we talked about Blackberry Fizz on the show at some point. Yep. I think we drank it on here. Yep. yep. Um, I'll, if I remember to, I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, what are the changes from what we would have tried then to what we have now? Um, so we're still going with the blackberry um, real fruit that's in it. Uh, we've backed off on the sugar a little bit. We've also gone to slim cans. 
Um, I think it's a little bit, you guys can correct me as, as, if I'm wrong here. I think it's a really nice blend between the blackberry flavor and similar to a seltzer, but it's more flavorful. You yeah. still get mm-hmm. some of that wine quality that's in there um, uh, or the fruit forwardness, I think. Um, but some of the sugar has definitely been backed off a bit. A little I'd, bit. Say, I'd say almost away from seltzer, it's more of like a cocktail with a wine kind of cocktail. That's probably a better description than a seltzer because it's definitely not clear. You definitely yeah. have well, that nice... Like, I know when Fizz was... I think last time I listened to your eyes is the last podcast you were here. You were talking about mixing Fizz with cocktails. Yeah. yeah. And I know we took a lot of that feedback into approach. Yep. I think, I think that's what we were trying to say. And then it was like juggling of like, how do we keep that those fans that, of, of course, love Fizz um, and kind of tweak it into a new way where it's sleek. and When you when you say cocktail-like with it, though, I don't want people to think that it's, like, boozy and has that, that, that no, bite. No, it's not it's, boozy. It's, it's, you could 6%. give it that bite if you wanted to, yeah. but this is this is one of those things that I would want sitting by a pool. It's definitely um, crisp. I can't keep it in the can because it doesn't yep. fit in my Yeti koozie, <laughs> but um, I'll pour it in a glass. And, but maybe even over ice. Is that wrong? No, <laughs> more, not at all. Or a, or a breeze, a shower breeze. Right. Alex, Alex, <laughs> it Alex, definitely does not Alex fit in my shakuli. Alex came in and was like, yo, I had a shower breeze today. <laughs> I did. I didn't have anything in my fridge that didn't have alcohol in it. That was the, <laughs> the like closest thing house. you can get to. <laughs> it's all he had left. I, I, think the, um, I think another good point here is that when Andy and I envisioned the fizz, it wasn't for the type of volumes and demand that we're seeing now. Yeah. It was... Mostly a taproom play. Hey, come on in. We got this great stuff. Hey, we're going to can it. Good stuff. It's wine-based. Great. There are some logistical practicalities that, that, that a lot of the market overlooks, which is we had such an outpouring of demand for this, it had to become shelf-stable. And part of becoming shelf-stable means sometimes you have to re-envision a little bit on right. how it's made. You can't just dump a bunch of sugar in a can and hope to God it'll stay on the shelf and taste really, the same. Really? Because I've seen a lot of people do that. I know. I know. But you know what? I, I said this earlier on Those this people podcast. people are in trouble right now. I, I said it here. I said it here about 15 minutes ago. We draw a line on quality. Yep. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the market who don't understand that. And that's okay. It's not, but, it's not okay. Well, but what I mean is the cons- the mm-hmm. average consumer isn't thinking about those things is what I mean. You can't expect them you to. You can't right. expect them yeah. to, and you can't hold it against them, right. I guess is where right. I'm going. Right. I get I get a lot of messages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, hey, what happened to the Fizz? Why aren't you making Fizz anymore? Yeah. All these questions. I like the Fizz better. Well, you know, we did the best, to the best of our ability, we recreated Fizz as best as we could and made it the in the same light as Fizz. So cool. Breeze is like, and we think, did our best. I, I think. think Andy yeah. made a great point to where we were saying that we were running towards the same mindset you guys had at the beginning was it's kind of wine directed. Right. It's approachable. It's, it's one of those conversations you have of I can't get past beer. I know we can always find someone a beer that they will like. <laughs> like Orange Cream was a great example right. earlier, but Fizz is one of those things where it's it's crushable. It's 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 a perfect example of one of those examples, at least. Well, and it, it, but flip that whole idea of getting somebody who comes in here thinking they don't want beer, but you've got beer drinkers who have been coming into breweries for how many years that they, oh I, I, I drink beer I don't like I don't like those cocktail things or I don't like I don't like ciders or I don't like seltzers, and this 
gives that little bit of a leeway where you can start to kind of tempt them into that world too and say, well, try this. It's this is this is real fruit. This is this is a whole different kind of flavor profile than what you might think of when you think of something that's got breeze in the name. Yeah. And <laughs> and of course Beth killed it with the can design too. And I, oh, I, I, yeah. one of my favorite things too is just the color of it. I think it's bribing. I think it's beautiful. I think I think we did a good job of kind of hitting that. It's it's perfect. It captures the uh, um, the, the the theme of what you want this to be pretty perfectly. It's, yeah. it's, light. it's light. It's light and airy. breezy. It's, it's, it's light and breezy. breezy. Yeah. Damn it. It's no. breezy. <laughs> it's easy. It's breezy. Well, it's this beautiful. Is of, this is one of the first oh, things that like Figleaf and March first got to like come together on too. Like Andy and I had a good time with yep. figuring out if this was going to be close enough to what we were shooting for, right? Um, and I mean, it was successful. We had a good time of figuring it out. It was yeah. one of those first kind of moments of like, we're going to hit this fig leaf product as close as we can and make it delicious. And, and can't keep it in stock. Oh, well, God, it, don't even... It's, oh. it, to me, it's that, <laughs> that first fig leaf product that really stretches out in a big way locally. It's not to go anything against the, the beers that you guys yeah. have been putting out. They're fantastic. But if I'm yep. living on the west side where you, you know are in your own island of existence yeah. and you know you're not driving up here on a regular basis maybe your local store doesn't carry a lot of fig leaf it's easy to overlook it it's like sure. here's an ipa here's you know uh, a, a cream ale with rice in it that it confuses me you know you might <laughs> <laughs> you you this is the this is the first product to me that would get somebody to do a double take and be like, what? Sure. I know that. I know I know Fig Leaf. And then you start to to, to dive in deeper from that. I love Basmati, by the way. It wasn't a day. <laughs> That's all good. It's all good. It's also another one of my weekend go-to. Star Crusher and, and Basmati kind of rotate. We drink a lot of, of different cream ales in my house, and I that is definitely um, towards the top of my list as far as ones that I, I'm in love with. It's... Um, it puts its own spin on things, and uh, that's a, a hard style to do that with. Um, yeah, I, I like Blackberry Breeze. I think it uh, it, it bridges that gap between um, the things that I'm familiar with and the things that I'm not, and yeah. uh, I like that. And more flavors are coming soon. Yes. More more breezes. More breeze flavors. So you're, asking, you're you're asking earlier like what's what's the kind of the toughest part of transitioning and stuff like that. It's like well there was breeze and then it's like oh and we're gonna do this one this one and this one. And it's like nope do another breeze nope do another breeze nope do another breeze. It's like mm-hmm. wait a minute we can't get to that that next flavor yet. Right. Yeah. So we've been we've been having a lot of fun keeping up with the man that that Brian was speaking about earlier and the fact that he is killing it <laughs> getting it everywhere. <laughs> The love hate relationship. In that sense. I know pe- people. Right. People send messages on Facebook like, "Where can I find this?" And I'm like, "Bro, I don't even know where you can find this." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just so you know, we're out of breeze. Like we just canned that. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you said, it's a good problem to have. Uh, and it's said, a bad it's, problem. It, it is like you know, not that it's a bad thing that people are drinking what you guys are doing, but. Um, it's it like you said. It's it sucks sometimes to not be able to to get to that next thing or exactly, to get that yeah. next idea rolling because you're just trying to keep up and yep. trying to trying to keep your head above water and and then especially now with you know everything that's been going on, just not sure. knowing what tomorrow yep. holds and um, it, it, things are weird. Yeah, <laughs> we've had the luxury of finally growing into it as well. I mean, we're we're ready now. We've we've gotten to the the process wise in yep. the sense that we've. We figured out 
that there is a demand for it. We did a great job with figuring out the transition. People are looking for it, so we've 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 finally hit it in the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah, perfect. Um, there's another thing in front of me that we need to drink. Probably go to oh. this clear thing first, right? Clear yeah. thing first, or clear no? thing, and then yeah, ah, that's, that's probably fair. the best. Yeah, yeah. So you know we, we've been talking uh, about Belgium. seltzer a little bit. So th- this is not necessarily a fig leaf product. So this is uh, our Astra March first Astra. Uh, hard seltzer. So this is our watermelon flavor that we did. Um, it was a tap room only thing. I think we did only like what, like five or six kegs of it or something no, like it that. Was, uh, or it's a little bit more. I think it was like twelve kegs. Yeah. So this six, is six barrels or so. This is us going, hey, let's try a new flavor, right? So this is on our kind of more approachable flavors, not our crazy flavors like uh, like the bomb pop right. or. Uh, the red cream that we announced. Are right? there any yeah. other watermelon, watermelon seltzers that are out there? White Claw uh, has one. Do they? Okay. Oh, that's right. So now, there, there's Flavor his, Pack 2. I'll speak to that in a second. There is not a segment right <laughs> they now. They have more actually. than one? <laughs> right. Right. No. I'll speak to it right <laughs> yes. now. Right. Yeah. right this second. Theirs is very kind of like Jolly Rancher watermelon. It's, it's real sweet, though, too. Yeah. Like it's so like that big sugar thing. We, we kind of got excited about doing a watermelon one that was more like you can taste the rind. It's kind of got like almost some cucumber notes to it in a sense to me. It's more of less of a, sh- a sweet watermelon and more of like a natural It's watermelon. a real yeah. life watermelon. Yeah, exactly. It's like when I go to the spa and put cucumbers in my eyes. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you don't want to eat this. In an alcoholic beverage form. That's right. <laughs> that, is, that is the it's an the alcoholic. Set, that is our. That is our. our it's uh, an alcohol. alcoholic spa. Oh, it's good. I think I'm drinking spa. a watermelon. Stay tuned. Astro watermelon. <laughs> alcoholic spa. Stay tuned this week to uh, Instagram for a picture from Josh with Brian with a towel around his waist with two little glasses of seltzer on his eyes. Nobody wants to see that. Wait, that would be awesome. Awesome, bro. Just wait till we watch Fig Leaf Spas launch Fig Leaf Spas on the right. on the side of the building. That's like amazing. Alex said. The, the new shower breeze watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I like it's it's so strange to me because there are there are products like this that I try that are definitely seltzers that kind of bend that idea of what seltzer is. It doesn't have that horrible aspirin thing going on. It doesn't like it's 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 good. It's fresh. I just I I still can't think of that instance where this is what I pick up over a beer and right. I can't figure that out in my own head. And, and, and I so, can't either. Like it's scary to me that I that sometimes I'd rather drink this than a beer. It's really good. I don't good. get it. It's I don't really understand. Good. Someone, someone pinched me. That's okay, guys. It's, okay. <laughs> it's confusing okay. me, though. You guys are so stubborn. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with flipping back and forth, right? Oh, like, no. I do it all obviously the time. obviously love beer. I drink beer all the time. But I may or may not have a keg of peach seltzer on in my kegerator at home. You guys continue to still I'll be right back. Uh, that's to balance... The, if, if I'm gonna like be drinking, drinking, right? Like if I'm gonna be sw- swatching, swatching, Jesus, swatching, switching back and forth, swatching, <laughs> switching back and forth, like between beer and seltzer, it's, it makes sense. Yeah, I've just started like sending my three year old to the fridge to pick something out for me so that I don't have to make the decision. Like, yeah, then he needs a drink. Whatever go looks take care good. Of that. Well, don't put Aster in your fridge because right. they'll grab that every single time. Well, she that, probably would. That, that's the fun. That's the fun of options, right? It's like Russian roulette. Like, what am I in the mood for today? Russian roulette is not fun. That's <laughs> it, it, that is the worst. <laughs> it, is, it is when the bullet is yeah. one of well, our alcohols. Right. Whoa. There you go. Let's back this train up. <laughs> Seriously. I got, but, I got a chamber loaded full of seltzers and beer yeah. and liquors. It's fine. Like, I mean, we we get excited about our seltzers because we create them. We, we cater them to, like, 
to be more crafty in a sense, I guess. You yeah. Say. Well, you know, at the, at the end of the day, like this is this is you're creating alcoholic beverages. This is supposed to be a fun thing. This is right. supposed yes. to be that. It's yes. supposed 100%. to be. You're yes. supposed to go to the fridge and it's have a good fun. time grabbing something. It's not. And you know, I know that you know. AB got a lot of shit for that commercial where people were fussing over their beer and sticking their nose in it and sniffing it and like there is some truth to that like sometimes forget about all of this other shit just drink something and just Heck have yeah, fun sure. drink don't drink AB and don't drink that shit but, but drink something <laughs> don't do that, that no. drink drink something that's good and that and you enjoy doing right and that's that's the one thing that I think won me over like I like I don't think I could ever go pick up a white claw and be like mm, this is good you might disagree with I me Brian I, 100% <laughs> but like I think it's you know our approach to seltzers is more flavor forward like we're going for the craft crowd right Fuck so white claws but right that, that truly well, lemonade stuff well I haven't Yo, had truly that I haven't had ridiculous. it but here's the thing right it's so, so a lot of people they message me right and they're like well they're like well you know how many calories is in this or how many you know how much sugar and this and that or whatever and the thing is like you know our our regular kind of flavors like you know watermelon and the peach right they're they're fairly low calorie they're like around 110 and things like that but like you know when they're like well how much is in the bomb pop and i'm like I don't know if you want to know how much is in the bomb. <laughs> it's all, it's, I mean, all it's, it's like 130. Yeah. It's 130. Yeah, yeah it's 130. It's not in my head. Um, if you're picking up something to drink because you want something that's low calorie, like just, just stop. Just right. Get get a glass of regular plain seltzer water and dump some vodka and, in and, it. Exactly. Right. And yeah. Or whiskey and, or whatever. Right. And I've had so many people, they're like, oh my God, like I hate seltzers. I'm like, me too. Raising my hand. I hate seltzers. But like bomb pop and. You know, this watermelon's awesome, the Saturn peach, but, and I've tasted the red cream, and oh my God, you guys are not ready for this. It slaps. It slaps. It's really good. It really is really good. I mean, it's, we, it's, it's, the, it's the fun kind of in between of the red cream soda, obviously, and, yeah. and the seltzer brand in the sense that it's not 260 calories of straight sugar. Right. You can drink a couple and not feel like death the next day. Right. right. At the end of the day, they're all you know, I wouldn't say health conscious, but you know, you're not drinking like, you know, a Mountain Dew, you know what I mean? Like it's, you're still good. You're, yeah. You can still feel good at the end of the day. It's refreshing. You know, I just, I, I hate that it's become like a, a health thing. I hate, I hate that's bringing true. calories into, but, and, and that's I, a lot I, of people I mean, selling I guess there points. is, there is definitely value to that and it's important to some people but I just I don't know right it's, well, it's, and I, think, I think your logic what you said earlier too it's like if you're if you're gonna be looking for those low-cal options then then pick the low-cal like options. go get don't, your don't go out and find the ones that are done almost painfully even we, though there's a lot of low-cal IPAs have come out that have been delicious right there's, there's some, is super good I think Ryan Dice is delicious that Matt, is yeah, so Matt good. was really good it, you know we are we are the flavor forward seltzer brand in Ohio if you want to, if you want to like brand us as the, you know, what are we flavor forward, right? We're, we're going after the me's well, in the world and the, you used to be used in the world. Right? I, I think, I think what flavors you guys choose is almost the, the focus for me. Like it is you, you put more thought into what your seltzer is going to taste like than other places might. Not that that's a bad thing. Yeah. And that everybody, we need to have a, a lime seltzer in the world. Um, but we also need to have bomb pop and things like that. Right. You know? I'm curious if the gnome could pick one flavor of Astra, any flavor under the sun, any flavor you've ever had, candy, uh, pastry, 
etc. Mm. I don't know. Whatever. What would it be? I'd have to put some thought into that. I don't know. Right. Well, I'm going to come back to that later. Keep it rolling around in your head because I'm going to see if these guys over here can do it. What I would want? No, no, him. I want to see if you can make his seltzer. Nobody, nobody cares what you want. What if we did donuts? (laughs) What if we could do a gnarly gnarly seltzer? (laughs) Look, look, hey, I'm I'm okay making a six pack for the gnome, but if it doesn't sell, isn't that (laughs) there? We look. I want my wasabi seltzer. Oh, get out of here! (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) Forget the wasabi. I want the pickle pickle (laughs) ginger seltzer. Pickle pickle Uh, ginger seltzer would be delicious. All right. It probably would be delicious, but much like Urban Artifacts Pickle, it never sounds good in my head until I crack open the can and I smell it. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. And then I drink it. That's amazing. Like I, pickled juice seltzer sounds horrible. I mean, if it was watered down, (laughs) it's like a watered down urban version, but still like 5%, right? Right. Pretty good. Is that, is that a challenge? No. I mean, I, 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 I could definitely see myself getting behind something like that, but. Um, Challenge accepted. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, let's look bigger picture a little bit. Kind of look at what's happening in the uh, greater community of craft beer in Cincinnati. Um, things are, uh, in some ways, better than I expected them to be after we've gone through all of this stuff. Um, but I don't think we've seen the end of. Uh, the effects of the, the the shutdown and COVID in general and whatnot on craft breweries. What scares you guys as far as um, looking at what you think the future is going to look like or may not look like or whatever? Um, what, what, what has you guys concerned about craft beer in Cincinnati or has you excited? I guess we could go that way too. Uh, I'm concerned about anybody going under due to it because they can't have the amount of capacity that they can in their tap room or they can't transition for from being just a tap room only into package to sell more just to stay afloat right uh, some people own their property some people rent yeah um, so I'm real concerned about other breweries honestly I'm concerned yeah. about us too um, I think the biggest concern for me is uh, unknowns day to day. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's a know. community thing. Like we, we think about that con- constantly. Like, that we're worried about what else could happen. And I mean, personally, I, I feel I'm, I get worried about making sure everyone feels comfortable because it's the hardest thing to do right now. Right. Oh, definitely. To have guests come in and feel comfortable. Well, it's, it, it shifts from from minute to minute too. Like I can mm-hmm. can walk in one place and be just fine, and then start looking around ten minutes later, and be like, "Oh shit, this doesn't feel good anymore." Yeah, this- for sure, and, and we've mm-hmm. taken the, the proper precautions to space our tables and to, to educate our staff. But it, it just that's the biggest thing from a service standpoint is everyone wants to make sure their guest is in a, their guest is in a comfortable situation, they have a good time. I will say, breweries and tap rooms have been leaps and bounds better than any other business that I've been in as far as feeling like things are clean and that people are being respectful to each other. And I don't know if that's just because well, of the like, culture like, of what this agree. is. But like Andy yeah. was saying, it's, it's the culture thing. We're, we're worried about each other. We want to make sure everyone else is is doing what they can or, or doing what is appropriate to get by. And that's that's the, a good point that Andy made is that, I mean, it's it's a community. If you look at, like, the different things that Columbus and Cleveland have been doing for their the whole, like, brewing community there, it's and making different, I guess, like, not petitions, but, like, just conversations going on. Like, right. it, it's appropriate. I mean, it makes sense, right? So you're in a world where you have a range of people all the way from 
you know, scared to leave their home to braving the wild, wild west, right? Right. So we're, we're not trying to draw a line on any of that, but we want to be, um, for the people that need us at home, we want to be in home. Right. And for the people that want to get out, we want to be a place. And so we talk a lot about how do we run that gamut, right? So it's easy to be in their home. That's, that's our packaging strategy, right? A lot of people want to sit by a fire in their backyards, sit by a pool. Can't tell you how many people are just investing in their backyards, right? Oh, for sure. Why go anywhere? I'd rather, instead of going on 10 family vacations over the next decade, I'll put in a pool and a hot tub and <laughs> we'll, we'll buy a bunch of six packs from Kroger or the Monroe drive-thru or wherever, right? And we'll, we'll just stay home with our neighbors who we know are safe. So, you know what? We got, we got branded package for that. You know, we got, we got stuff you can take home and enjoy us there. That's fine. We don't care. You want to be in a safe taproom environment where, like Brian said, we've separated the tables, we've... We've taken all the precautions. We've, you know, uh, we've got staff that are educated on the protocols, and we're seeing this through. Great, we got a place. It's open, and until until we're told to shut down, it's here. So, you know, we talk about alcohol being fun. It should be fun. We talk about alcohol being something that you can enjoy. Well, let's be an enjoyment, right? Something we're, somewhat social as well. As somewhat social. Yeah, yeah we're, we're not talking about being, you know unruly or you know abusing it but if we can be the brand that that people can either come here or take home that's what we're trying to do and we have multiple locations now right we've got the middletown location we got the sycamore township location soon to be the milford location so great yeah multiple places multiple stores we've got a brand for you we've got options i talked about options already so I don't know what the world's going to bring, but we got locations and we got options. It's, and we're going to continue to have those. It's really difficult trying to plan for that, though. Like, just not knowing day-to-day what the world is going to look like. It's uh, There it, is no it, planning. It's, yeah. it's, it has it's, been rough on, yeah. on the production schedule. It is rough because you, know, you, you hear, like, rumors, oh, well, they're going to do this or that. They might shut down this or that. And it's like, well, we literally have every tank and some of that's going to draft. So. Well, and that's, I'm sure that there are products that you Crap. guys wouldn't put out in cans because Absolutely. it doesn't. Absolutely, yeah. Don't we wanna, have them in the tanks People now, don't yeah. want to sit around the pool drinking it. You know, yeah. it's a yeah. It's tap room one offs or whatever. It's yeah. hard. It's 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 it's. And, and there are products that people have to be patient that have run out in package. Uh, you know, we we have a we have a five a minimum five week lead time in this new world with COVID on getting cans or getting our ingredients. So, you know, there's got to be a, a patience level as well on the other side that says, hey, it's we're, we're dealing with this new world too. We can't always, we can't always keep a product ubiquitously around forever for everybody. I right. mean, and we don't know what's around the next corner either. That's right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a great we, point. We, we don't want to. We don't want to make package six hundred like, cases or something that we get shut down. We're right. Six hundred so cases was, of waste. I was fairly convinced what a week ago that things were going to get shut down again, and everybody yeah, sat and stared too. at the yeah. TV, and then it was, "Hey, where yeah. you oh, ask? Wait. No, no, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that was it. Why no. would you do that? Right. It's like, why? 
Well, these guys are working three shifts now, right? So they were watching the TV, like shutting the canning line off, turning it on, shutting it off, turning it on. Well, that's what we, you guys made a good point too. Yeah. It's hard. Did on he the just tell me schedule. not to lick people? Is that the whole press conference? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, shut it down. Shut the can line down. We're about to shut it down. Ridiculous no, no more cans. No more package, please. Nice. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, he was wait, just kidding. Wait, wait, yeah. Fire it up, fire it up. Fire. We can only adapt as best we can, you know. Like, we, we've we leaned on the side now of better habit than not kind of thing. Sure. Um, I mean, we're not going to can 600 cases of an IPA <laughs> and, and hope it sells in three months, right? Um, but we've, we've, we've started to kind of get the, the gumption and, like, the kind of routine of making sure that we are doing what we can to, to have the products available. So it's been tough. It's been it's been a weird juggle. And I also think we kind of, uh, I don't want to say tiptoe back into because like it's like as soon as things kind of got back open, uh, quote unquote back open, right. um, we ramped up, but we kind of was like, well, we used to do this point. I was like, let's just tiptoe back. Okay, a little bit more, larger back. Okay, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then it was like the floodgates on some of the stuff were like, oh, we should have done <laughs> You know, whatever. But you just don't know. Right. Right. And then we also have to deal with um, some of our other people that we buy, uh, merchants that we buy stuff from. You know, it could have been a, a week lead time and now it's six weeks or, well, you know, this industry shut down for it, such a, a, cool. a time. It's like that, you got to wait that. now. So now it plays havoc with your production schedule. Oh, we can't get case trays or it's tough. tactical. Well, that goes into a whole is, right? other uh, rabbit so hole It's a great stuff. point because it's tough. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many other industries that, um, that depend on breweries and Absolutely. the volume that they're doing and the things that they're selling and the thing, you know, it, that I, I've talked about on the show plenty of times, but the effects of what all of this means isn't just right now. And like you, mm-hmm. you start to say, Oh, we only had, you know, one brewery really close. And then I said, well, that's not the whole picture of nope. what's happening no, right now. No, there's a effect to all those it's, people that work there and all the merch that they use, everything. Yeah, there's, sure. there, it, it's a scary time, but um, it is craft beer and it is fun it's craft beverages i guess i should say and it is fun and, uh, and it's supposed to be fun it i think it is it fun. is fun it's, it's it supposed is, to be fun it, it is when you can look at it from the right perspective <laughs> overall i think as a community that was like far, as far as craft beer is concerned i think we're doing pretty good i as I, far as like trying to get along with each other trying to help each other out yeah. and things I of that have nature not I talked to, itself, to absolutely, right? i have not absolutely talked to agree. a single brewery through this that said man we're we're scared that we're going to close. Like right. nobody, yeah. nobody is afraid of that. People are, people are afraid of you know what's what's happening and how they're going to adjust to it. But it's right. They'll figure it out. But maybe that's just maybe that's part of what craft beer is too. Like that that uh, scrappy nature of this industry. Like that's part of how it happened. And um, well, yeah, maybe that's what makes it what it is. And it's it's a, a it's a fact that I feel like some people have thought that has gone away. You know, but I, I think it, it's almost almost. Do you think it's reignited that a little well, I bit? I think it's grown too. I mean, there's I what sixty seven yeah. or sixty nine breweries currently in Cincinnati, right? The gnome would know. No, no, no. I don't even know. Sixty something. It depends right? on how you count it. The gnome would know. <laughs> you, you how does a gnome count it? You can't um, consciously see that in the market and not feel like you have to be hungry or you feel like you have to be scrappy. They do, unfortunately. <laughs> um, my official count. Um, I got to fight with that. Um, I think is like 60. It's the high 60s for me. I think I don't don't want to talk ahead. I'll put a link in the show notes for my post of how many breweries are there in Cincinnati because it changes all the time. You can see on the gnarlynoom.com. Right. right. We have to be scrappy (laughs) if we're competing with 67, 68, 69 other people, right? 
uh, just from the area. Yeah, but I mean, like, you can also, if you find your thing and who you are, you don't have to, you don't have to get crazy creative anymore. You could kind of settle into a groove and just yeah. do your thing. Maybe scrappy's the wrong word, but isn't that kind of like almost synonymous with like if you find your thing? Isn't that kind of you were scrappy to get there though? Like that's, that's and fair. I think that's yeah. like I've I've yeah. felt for the last couple of years that there has been a little like a, a piece of how this all happened that got lost. You know, you, you, point, the, yeah. the community behind it and the, uh, the scrappiness of what it means to be a craft brewery. Some of that has gone away because people got comfortable and you figure out the day-to-day routine. Any, any business owner in any industry, not even in craft brewing, if, if you can't find a way you make one. Sure. Hopefully. And hopefully so some people don't, but We've done really, really, really good job of making our own way. And that's on the wall here. It is. Now. It's on our cans. Because I we, can't, and it's on every it. can, and I, I don't know how to say it, but say it, it is a Latin, it's a Latin <laughs> phrase. If you can't find a, ma- find a way, make a way. And that's exactly what we do. And it, it might only be on the fig leaf cans, but I, I think that is literally a motto of our entire family of brands is if you can't Absolutely. find a ma- way, make a way. We spend a lot of time, a lot of time talking about (laughs) making the way, right? And I I think if I can just say something about the team, I think a lot of us kind of um, check egos at the door. It's like, well, this is working great. If it's not working, then great. You know, there's some some places that are like, we're going to brew this, this, and this, and they're going to like it or we're not brewing anything else, right? right. Well, that's and funny because we every do time that. I talk to you, you're a rat bastard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not me, buddy. It's like, oh, you want to change the schedule again? That's amazing. Thank well, you, that's Brian. that's on me. That's on me. Hey, just so you guys know, we need 400 cans of breeze by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's fine, but you guys would be good, right? They'll be here in six weeks. Just you just <laughs> by the way, I pre-sold 360 cases of Bomb Pop. That's just it. They don't pre-order it now. But no, Andy made a good point. It's more of like... I mean, we're excited. Like we have, we have fun with this kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So that's why it's supposed to be fun. We that's wouldn't right. be in this industry if we weren't interested and getting down and doing what we want to do. But for you know, and, and not you guys specifically, but like if you would ask me that a year ago, like I could have pointed out a lot of people that seemed like they weren't having fun, that weren't in this for that side of things anymore. And I, I don't know that that is the same anymore. I think everybody has been forced to kind of find a way to make this into what it used to be and like that's I guess good out of the uh, the chaos. Sure. And we, maybe we have the luxury of not having to experience that. At least right. myself. I mean I've had the luxury of not having to worry about it. Well so when I first started um, blogging about beer um, I was talking to one of the other local bloggers at the time because I think there were like 90 of them um, and he, Brush. he he told me. No, I came in. Hey, I came in, and there was only like two. Yeah, of Yeah, he came in after the crash. The crash. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was talking to this unnamed blogger, and he told me that um, he's like, "Oh yeah, it's it's great. You know, the the, the industry is great. Everybody's really friendly with bloggers and everything." But he's like, "There's going to come that day where you just don't want to write. Like you just you're tired of it, and you just don't want to do this." And I kind of looked at him, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And still yeah. to this day, I that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, why the, Why are you doing this? And I guess he's not, but, uh, you know, yeah. like, why are you doing this if there's that day you don't want to? Like, there's days where I can't, and the, the, the frustration of, you know, kids hanging off the side of my head and yep. a wife yelling at me and, uh, you know, 
the grass to mow and I can't I don't have time but it doesn't mean I don't want to <laughs> like right. it's, it's like it's still like that that fun side of what this is I and mean, granted I'm coming at it from a whole different perspective than you guys if this doesn't make a dime that's okay for me <laughs> so my perspective is a lot easier to keep it fun but um, if it's not fun why are you doing it and I think that that at the end of the day if you are trying to run a brewery and you don't enjoy running a brewery you're in the wrong business like that's yeah. this is um hey i think is fun. i think it's fun because what what happens is is these two guys over here right i see pointing just so you actually know. no these three guys we're not, right? we're not on video pointing by oh shit all right sorry <laughs> oh, he's pointing to say shit he's, he's, he's pointing whatever he wants he's, he's pointing to our bartender saying his little is I come in here and they're canning and they're cursing the canning line and I'm just here like yo I just want to take pictures bro. I we also learn not to curse the canning line because it can hear us. Yeah, it can hear us. Or, yeah. or if you say, hey man, this is really this sweet is run day. right now. I will break so your kneecaps. <laughs> <if you tell laughs> Five seconds after we said the day was going good, I got shot in the face with breeze. <laughs> and then you showered with it. So I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> foreshadowing. <laughs> Duly noted. At the end of the day, I love, I at love. the end of the day, if you get showered with breeze or shot in the face with breeze, that sounds it's like a, a good, good day. day. That, hey, that sounds better than working nine to five at an office job. To me, oh, yeah. you know what I mean. You like the breeze in the face. You're good. Yeah, that's testament to it. Yep. You have to find something that like makes you remember that on a day to day basis, though, because when you're in the middle of it. Hey, look, putting the labor in feels good at the end of the day. Absolutely. As long as you, as long as you got a market that's loving it, and we do, you know, and we got a market that loves it, and these guys labor, and it sucks because it's labor, and shit goes wrong, and shit breaks, and there's days we're behind, and there's days we're ahead, and there's days where we wish we had 200 more cases of bomb pop sitting here and there's days I've come here and I've every day searched I've searched in people's offices looking for the random six pack of bomb pop so I could like hawk it on the black market I'm like you know taking what taking it out of my refrigerator in my house I'll combine them that's right I almost went out and bought a bunch of from the retailers just to resell it back. I didn't do that, by the way. But. Yo, whoa. <laughs> I, we're not that breed. <laughs> there are breeds out there. That's not us. But no, seriously, um, these guys work really hard, and I think I think it's uh, it's better to be behind than it is to make 400 cases that sit here that we stare at every day we come in in the morning, right? That's the transition so. of getting into COVID, the transition of merging March 1st and COVID. I think we've finally, like... Not necessarily finally, but in the last couple of months we've gotten got into. But I think COVID's been the hardest part, like you said. No one's gonna yeah. we're comfortably a can one hundred and fifty percent of what we're projecting, and then not lose sleep at night, right? Right. Yeah. And, and for me, like at the end of the day, like it's hard work, and sometimes it's sweaty, and sometimes things don't go as planned. But like at the end of the day, like I go home feeling like I helped make something for sure. And that's, and that's people the best like part. it. Yeah. Yeah. People are enjoying You have a shower breeze. You're like, damn, this shit is delicious. <laughs> it slaps. Like, and I help make it. Well, like after yeah, your baseball games, sure. you're standing in the parking lot sharing the beers. We just literally got off the line that might be some low fills, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like. That's the coolest part about it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there is an immediate kind of um, 
enjoyment of what this whole thing is that you can uh, you can appreciate. You know, the same way that anybody gets done with their nine to five office job and goes home and cracks open a beer. Yep. Yep. You, I mean, you got the same thing, except it's that beer you were just making. People forget why the word craft is attached to beer in our industry. Yeah, well, it's... You know. I play a lot of Minecraft with my kids, buddy. I know what a crafting table is. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, craft oh beer, the word it's craft like is my, there for a reason. Minecraft, gotcha. That's right. You know, I, I just, I picture Andy on a crafting table. Ertzabera, Swedish chef, right? Ertzabera, Ertzabera. <laughs> Just throw it in the table and ding, 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 ding. Are you, you, got are you to the Minecraft stage? No. No. no, 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 no we're not even close yet. It's coming. Hey, call me. <laughs> call me when you get to the Minecraft stage. Call me. <laughs> we should drink this last beer. Sure. And, um, what is it? Well, we left soup. it last because we know how oh, no mm. most Belgians, right? So we left it last. Seuss so. la table. <laughs> So, so yeah, this the, is this year's Sous la Table. Sous la Table. Sous la Table. So, uh, Belgian Trapel. Uh, of course, your banana cloves in there. A little bit subtle, I think. Um, I think as far as the heat is concerned, it's there, but very, very mild. Clocking in at 9%. So. I get like a, a thing right before the banana, the clove kind of thing comes in. Like a, almost like some kind of other... Probably just the alcohol, honestly. Um, it's probably the alcohol. Well, but it, I mean, it, it hides the alcohol very well, though. It's 40.2%. <laughs> it, That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it started easily. Yeah. It's 40 even. No, it's sorry, 39.7. The, 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 that little bit of heat at the beginning almost comes off like as a spiciness, though, yes. that then gets kind of tapered back with the banana um, kind of estery kind of it's a good beer. So actually, do you remember Sulatab? I do. Yeah. So, you know, under the table versus Sur, Sur La Table, right? Oh, which is the kitchen company for on the table. <laughs> but Sulatabla oh, was envisioned to be a Belgian like an IKEA subsidiary? I don't know. <laughs> no, there, there's a, there's a, seriously, oh my God, there's a, there's a, there's a chain out there called Sur La Table, which is all the kitchen stuff you buy for on the table. Well then. But Sula Tabla was envisioned to be so easy drinking that as a Belgian Chappelle, uh, you're drinking a 9-10% Belgian and you don't know it till you stand up from the table, <laughs> which was the Sula Tabla name right under the table. Yeah. And to be fair, honestly, because it's been sitting here this whole podcast, so it's warmed up a little bit. It's great. It's, it's, it's amazing. No, I, I like it a lot now and I've actually not have I've never had this beer like this warm before. But you like before it, it but before it's warm though, like I think it hides the alcohol yeah. very well. I think it comes out a little bit when it gets more warm. So that's that's part of what makes a beer like this fun you know to I mean? me because I'm not going to sit here and guzzle this down really fast it's you, you, if it was you, cold you could yeah you could <laughs> I, I like him wasn't that the what point? Is it? if you would well, i'm gonna butcher this well you get a good look at a t-bone steak by looking up a bull's ass but wouldn't you rather take the butcher's word for it <laughs> great tommy boy reference <laughs> I like a beer that I can pour into a glass. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I like a beer on. that you can pour into a glass, and when it's cold, it drinks one way, and then as it warms up and as the night goes on, it just keeps changing, and you get this whole experience of that beer in, you know, countless different ways as you're going through that process, and this is one of those beers for yeah. me that... Um, 
it's one of those beers that as many as times I've said that I don't like Belgian beers, I look at it and I'm like, oh shit, I think I do. Kind of, it's good. Yeah, it's these blanket statements I'm, don't work. I'm anymore. really not a Belgian beer person. This I is this is going back to the seltzers, right? I'm not a seltzer guy, but I love our seltzers. Belgian, right? you Belgian like seltzers, style you beers. Said. I really do. Belgian uh, I get yelled at by Brad minute. Clark. Again. Yo, there's natural light <laughs> seltzer. Sula <laughs> seltzer. Sula Sula seltzer. Seltzer. Let's do a let's do a Belgian oh, seltzer. seltzer. Trademark. <laughs> Belgian that, seltzer, get off of it. That's interesting. Though, that banana might. and cloves, and we're gonna throw it in there. We made Jack the Bro, thing about nine percent. That that's, awesome. that's really interesting. Dude. Actually, no one would want that. Yo, no. It's so interesting. <laughs> I would, I would one hundred percent drink a seltzer that was a banana clove seltzer. You just said you don't like Belgians or seltzers. But then I followed it up with a statement that all of these blanket statements of I don't like this or I do like this are bullshit. Well, I want it all <laughs> who, who remembers Big League Chew? Why don't we do oh, a bubblegum seltzer? That we'll even throw in a baseball card. <laughs> that was actually um, no Mark shit. Me to do that. No shit. When, when Josh asked me what what I wanted out of a seltzer, bubblegum was the first thing that popped in my head. And I want to say that this, I never told him about bubblegum seltzer, and he just said it. So now you have that to was, make it. That was 100% what Now you have to make it. Now you have to make Our it. Our owner is going to be ecstatic. He's, He's going to be listening to make one for a long time. A bubblegum like seltzer. I'm not horrible. even kidding. So it's July 23rd at that, 6 that, p.m. So if anyone has a bubblegum seltzer before then, great. Anything after this podcast is season catch, catch us outside. We're no. gonna we're gonna stone brewing your ass. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get please, your address after please, the show. Please mute, um, and I'll please you mute my mic. Seltzer. Please mute my mic from that statement, please. Thank you. <laughs> he is smiling just, a lot. I just can't. I can't wait until Stone sends their cease and desist to uh, um, to Firestone Walker. And uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it'd be so interesting. You saw I just hit Stone Saw Eyes, or was it Sawstone? Sawstone, yeah. yeah. No, no. There, there's another article out there where they sued like over a hundred different breweries and other bars what? and stuff. Anybody with okay, the word well, stone yeah. in their well, name. Yeah. To that argument, they lost to Keystone and Sawstone is one word, so they already lost. But anyways. In my opinion. That's, you know. but, but how do you make the argument if you're going to go after a little guy like Sawstone three barrel system. that you don't yep, go after Firestone? Oh, for like sure. It doesn't, it's clear if that you're, you're going to go because against you can AB oh, you got to sure. go against everybody. Put your money where your mouth is. Which is actually what they're doing. So I don't they, know. they are well, no, they're, no, they're <laughs> no, but they're hard. no, but they're they're not now. They're going after these little guys that don't. Yeah. They're they're just waving their balls around and trying to prove that they're. The, it's you're not going after the big guys anymore. Go after go after Firestone because Firestone will stand up to you and. Uh, but they lost the Keystone, right? So I mean, it's not. Is that officially? I don't. Done? I don't know. I think it's they, done. I don't yeah. think it's done yet. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they lost. No, they should know that. They do. Yeah, they lost. Well, back to the Sula Tabla. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Back we have to, gone into so many rabbit holes. We talked about Salter for like This has to be the most minutes. chaotic podcast you've probably done, there right? There's no way it's the most chaotic. Okay, no good. Way. Good. I'm starting to feel a little self-conscious. <laughs> have another People beer. People love it. <laughs> I love Sula Tabla. We did eat it. I mean, I love Belgian beer, it's but this, scary. Is one of, this is one of the ones that I was like... Like, if we had this in cans... I'd be at home like cooking dinner and like three three cans in. I'd be like, yeah, this, would, Whoa. this, this would be a button. bad one. You'd find yourself <laughs> uh, asleep I in a boiling uh, uh, pasta. I would be uh, uh, under the table. <laughs> <Hey>. Hello. <laughs> How about Slay Tipper? 
Yeah, do you, uh, I kind of miss Slate Tipper, man. Yeah, you want you want baby time? We'll bring Slate Tipper back. He'll come back. It's Christmas in July. If only we had some sort of barrel program. <laughs> oh. Barrel age Slate Tipper. Oh, oh my God. Maybe not, maybe not this year. That's. We're, it's too early. No, no. You People make need it, it in their right, lives. Look, we make it this year. That's and then saying. we put yeah, it in yeah. barrels. That's, that's and what next year, that's barrels. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it already starts at 14%, so why not? Don't barrel age quote just, us on this. Just but squeeze it into your uh, your schedule, guys. I'm ready for Christmas. I, I'll decorate a tree with some Slate Tipper. Love that stuff. I'm, I'm all about it. I um, There are several seasons that I look at when I think of my favorite times to drink beer. And Oktoberfest is number one for me. Um, but Christmas time, like when you're sitting around and it's cold outside and you just want these big, heavy beers and they are socially acceptable again and people don't look at you funny when you're sitting sure. drinking a big you know, stout by the pool. Um, and I love it. And you heard it here first. We're, we are canning... Big Leaf Oktoberfest this year. Yes, we nice. are. Nice. Oh, well, stay tuned in the next uh, couple weeks for the uh, massive, giant uh, Oktoberfest beer rundown on the website sure. because it's almost it's almost together. We might even be having an Oktoberfest event here, maybe. I'm all about what? that. Uh, sure. We just talked about it this week on the Weekly Pint of um, Oktoberfest celebrations and the need for them and the want for them, but... Um, how some places are not ready to do it. Right. Other places like you guys, I think, are, are clearly you've proven that you can do a good well, socially distanced event. I, yes. So, like, you look at, you know, not to, like, jump over to the March 1st side, but we did the um, 4th of July celebration. We had the Bronson Arroyo Band. We had Rosie Fireworks and stuff like that. And it went really well. It was very well done. It was very well done. You know. Kudos we, to Chris. Kudos to Chris. Kudos. I mean, everybody involved. You got everyone here. You know, you guys... I didn't do anything. Yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, everyone except Yaborski. Good job. I know jack shit. I, cop- I copied job. and pasted a press release. I should get some kind you of credit. You did. Hey, <laughs> no, thank you. Gnome did more than I did. Yes. Show up <laughs> I was but there all day. I know. I wish able, I could have gone. Yeah, but being able to do an event where... Blame my children. There's I enough, just had a baby. It's right. Fine. Well, you know. But One being is able, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but being able to nice do an event story. that's socially distanced and everyone was comfortable and, you know, it was a good time. It might not, might not have been like, you know, Riverfest style, you know, fireworks, but, you know, I think everyone had a good time, good music, good beer. Right. You know, but. And it was, like we said, it was well done. Like people were comfortable. There was right. social distance space. We had good beer on tap. The, the way that Chris set up the the beer station as well to where like they had the lines and the filing in and filing out, like it was done well. Mm-hmm. Where, right? If you're uncomfortable with being around in COVID, which is absolutely realistic, it was done well to make you feel as comfortable as possible. Yeah. Well, it's, we're in this this really difficult time of everybody is just so fed up with being stuck in their house yep. with mm-hmm. their families and need to be outside and around other people uh, somehow <laughs> and trying to figure out how to do that is is and there's really nothing, difficult. And there's yeah. nothing better than bring your own chair, stake your own spot, let's drink some beer and listen to some music. Uh, you know? So it was great. Yeah, it went well. And so take that and move it up here and that's what Oktoberfest will be like. Stay tuned. Follow us on social media at Fig Leaf Bruco. There's, Thank you. there's a link in the show notes. You swipe or tap or whatever. You should see the finger wagging at Josh's <laughs> and, and And by the way, our, our Oktoberfest advanced very far in several meddling rounds, by the way. So 
I don't have any medals to show for it, but I'll make you a medal. I'll make you a medal. Yeah, I'll make you a. That's the luxury of us getting (laughs) into like dating in Columbus too. Is that we're kind of branching into these brands that people are going to be looking forward to. Yeah, these different styles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're excited. What do you want people to know about Fig Leaf, or we'll throw March first into it too? That you think that uh, that they don't know already, especially after all the stuff we've talked about. Uh, we've already talked about the uh, bottle sales um, of liquor over the bar, but I think that our uh, there's some menu, kind of hand signals going that don't make any sense. <laughs> our food menu has been upgraded with the pizza and pretzels, things like that. If people haven't come back out since the spaceman's redone, uh, we have a lot more TVs here, uh, yeah, a lot more space yeah. uh, in the back for tables. We have a bigger outdoor, outdoor patio, patio as space. Well. If yeah. you're Even one of the, the sun worshippers, like yeah. a, you know the the old man who's been on the show a few times my step um, he's sun worshipper we added uh, actually six more taps to the line so we have 26 taps now as well so yeah. yeah and you know there's it's you know up here and down at march 1st we're we're doing a lot of awesome stuff right so if you're looking for something you know if you might have wrote us off in the past right um you know coming up here to fig leaf or going to march 1st you know, you're going to find something that you like, whether it's a beer, whether it's a cider, whether it's a hard seltzer, whether it's a whatever breeze is <laughs> or, you know, whether it's, you know, a whiskey, a bourbon, a vodka, like we're, we're ready to rock, right? Absence. Or a absinthe. Yeah, dude, <laughs> shoot, for real. Schnapps, all kinds of schnapses, schnapses. We have schnapses. one We only have one now. Future schnapps. Future schnapses, right? Um, but you know, I don't know how many people, and you know, I don't know how far your listeners go, whether it's, you know, Dayton, Columbus, whatever. I but think they've got a big chunk of people in like Sweden or something. Sweden, right? I don't know how and, that know, works, but, but you know, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. You know, um, you know, we, as a company, I'm talking fig leaf, I'm talking March 1st and, you know, Sycamore distilling there's, you know, we're moving all around Ohio. We're moving North. You know, we've, you know, we started with Fig Leaf, you know, our spirits brands are in over 200 liquor agencies around Ohio. Absolutely. Um, you know, we've, ex- we've expanded our beer distribution, not only outside of Cincinnati, but into Dayton, into Columbus. And I think that there will be a lot of really excited people up north in Columbus that might be super excited about what's coming. Hmm. It's it's not. I'm gonna gum. leave it there. <laughs> you, you figure it out. Yeah, I have my guesses, but I'll keep my mouth shut. So thank you. Because <laughs> I, I about I about got hung by my toenails on the big big league chew. So right. <laughs> I will forever fight you about that. <laughs> well, as you can tell, we have fun. Say, you know, let's just say, candy, you know, big league chew as far candy, as, tootsie roll. you know, as far as, you know, our products go, as, as far as, you know, our locations go and our distribution, you know, we're always looking at expanding our offerings. Well, just you know? get out there and drink, drink something that is from these guys, be it March 1st or Sycamore or Voltage or... Big Leaf or any one of those, any one of the brands that are floating around that are under this umbrella, get out there and just drink something and share it with somebody and talk about, um, talk about why you love this community with people. It's, that's the part that we've been missing is this social aspect of sitting around and shooting the shit about, 
um, drinks. Great, and, great uh, thing. Great thing. Tons of brands. Same people. Sure. Yeah. And you you want to talk about a separate brand? Same people. Let's do it. And please give us feedback, too. Yes, we, 100%. We only want to grill ourselves. There's no people walking in here with big egos. We nope. have nothing but things to learn. And yeah. that's, what, that's why we're yeah. here. You know, we want let, to brew beer that the, the market wants. Right. Let us know what beers you want to see. Let us yeah. know what seltzers you want to see. Let us know what spirits you want to see. Like, Acer Brunus. You know, hey. Well, you know what? Hey, you know what? We haven't talked about this. Here's the one thing, right? So since the whole March 1st fig leaf thing happened, right? Hey, he just said it. He just said it, right? That's true. One of the number one products that I've seen on social media where people are like, oh, my God, please bring this back. It's inculpatory. Guess what? What are we at? Two weeks now? Three? Two weeks out. When this comes out, it'll probably be one week out. Right? So you got to whisper it because you never know what's going to happen. So inculpatory it's, it's coming a, back. 2020. Get ready. Watch out. It's a smaller batch, too. It's going to be taproom only, draft right. only. So if when it drops. But if it rocks and rolls, you know, you might see it in cans. Who knows? Pay attention to social media. There's one's out. Links in the uh, <laughs> links in the show notes. You can find uh, both March first and Fig Leaf, um, and the uh, the many other social media accounts that go along with that umbrella. So and, many um, social media accounts. <laughs> seriously, like follow Yo, these guys. Because help me look good to the boss, there, man. There <laughs> follow <laughs> us, please. At Fig Leaf Bruco, no. at March first Brew. <laughs> I'm just messing around. Let's do it. He put the music on you. He put the music on you. No, I appreciate it. Don't mess with the broom. Get out of here. You're done. It's like on the Academy Awards when you get played off the stage. Thank you. You're in our brewery, bro. Thank you guys very much. And maybe at this... Maybe at this listening or shortly thereafter, we might have some drinking with the gnome episodes coming up with uh, yes. with these guys too. So stay tuned. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>